Coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina, and across the sandy beaches of the Carolina coast, take warning, this is Kaniac Sessions. Kaniac Sessions. Providing you with in-depth coverage of your Carolina Hurricanes. And now, let's get on to the session with your hosts, Griff and A.B. Hello out there, Kaniac Nation. Thanks for joining us for Session 23 of Kaniac Sessions. I'm Griff. And I'm A.B. And... Today, we are going to have plenty of nice discussions now that I'm back. That's after right. My, after my prolonged little holiday break here. It's been uh, it's been pretty crazy. I, we, we were just talking before we hit record, AB. Um, I'm recovering from this sickness junk that's been going around. You probably hear it in my voice still, but um, I was sick right before Christmas and then Christmas and then traveling and went to Charlotte for the... Uh, duke may duke's mayo bowl to cheer on my mountaineers um um by the way for all you unc fans out there um we smacked that uh, anyway yep <laughs> just kidding don't don't at me but um <clears throat> yeah so we went to that and then went up to ohio to the in-laws and then traveled back right after the new year but uh ab you and brandon held it down uh, in session 22 so i appreciate that but how are you doing buddy i'm doing good yeah the session with brandon if you haven't listened to it uh go check it out it felt so weird doing the stuff that you usually do doing the intro and i i was <laughs> I, I was just kind of like this is this is really weird but yeah uh great uh holidays it was nice to get a break in and you know spend time with family travel to uh the beach and awesome. you know, stayed in town, watched some football. Oh yeah, my wolf pack didn't do very well. Uh, yeah. So then, just watching some hockey, and this past couple of the games have been spectacular. Yeah, they have. Um, but yeah, the 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 uh, bowl season, especially the playoffs, the mm-hmm. two playoff games, the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl, have been. I mean, just yeah. as a casual fan, if you don't have any skin in the game, I mean outstanding television Mm -hmm. it was both Mm -hmm. games came down to the last play it was entertaining um i'm not a michigan fan but i i I am a fan of watching alabama get beat from time to time that's right so and that was pretty cool and uh but i think i'm pulling for washington uh for for the for the natty man i i uh i really like what they've got going on up there and i think Penix should have won the heisman but anyway uh let's get to the canes what do you think yeah, absolutely. Let's but before we do it. that, before oh, we do let's... that, first things first, we're brought to you by DraftKings as a member of THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. If you feel inclined to do so, and you should definitely do so, download DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code THPN to score some bonus bets, and you'll get some fine details on that here in just a little bit in our ad read for DraftKings. We are also a promotional partner with SeatGeek, right? You guys need you guys that have not created a SeatGeek account if you've never used it and you've been you know lurking on like I don't know Ticketmaster or some of these other sites, whatever they are. Give SeatGeek a look. Um, get you some tickets to some upcoming games. We've got we're going to talk about this, AB, but the eight of the next nine games to I mean, well, after we come back from Washington, eight of the nine games will be at home. So. Guys, go get you some tickets. Create a SeatGeek account. Use promo code Kaniac Sessions. That's one word. No space between Kaniac and Sessions. And you can get $20 off your first purchase. So do that. Let us know where you're sitting. And uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll partake in an alcoholic beverage uh, at the game. Let us know you're there because I'm going to be there. So yep. anyway, do that. But let's uh let's get going here ab uh last night was you know it just totally and when i say last night i mean the game with uh in madison square garden uh with the new york rangers it just exceeded all of my expectations great game by the hurricanes they may not have played their best five on five but you know as a full complete game we were all over the rangers from start to finish 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was probably the best game that I've seen uh, this year, just at an entertainment standpoint. Because it, I mean, we were firing on all cylinders, especially the power play. Very hot. We'll talk about Aho and Svechnikov for still playing really well. I think in the past five games that yeah. they've had oh, 23 points combined. So the chemistry yeah, is there. And, you know, it felt like everybody was scoring. So that was good to see. And, I mean, no response from the Rangers at all. Nothing. So. I mean, they tried to make it a game there. Uh, they answered. when we, we, Carolina went up 2-0 off of two power play goals. I mean, almost it felt like immediately into the game. Uh, Drury scored the first one for his sixth of the year. Then Svech got uh, back on the board just on a complete heater right now for his seventh goal in the power play. Then uh, Martinuk scored. Uh, Svech got another one for his eighth. Chatfield, Bunting. Lemieux with a nice little assist. I mean, just everybody contributing. Um, Brady Shea had three assists. Just, mm-hmm. you know, just everybody contributing. Um, Kachetkov was excellent again. Mm-hmm. You know, so just real, real, you know, it just makes you feel good. I mean, we've had plenty of games this year where you didn't feel so great, but this one was not one of those. You just, I just felt like as soon as Drury nailed that power play goal in the first, what, within the first two minutes, Mm-hmm. You know, I just felt positive for the rest of the game, especially when they start laying the goals. But, but, <laughs> AB, I'm sure you saw all the storylines and the Twitter or mm-hmm. well X discussions and everything leading up to this game about, you know, that carried over from the last time the Canes were in MSG against the Rangers, and that that stupid knee to knee hit on Adam Fox that put him out mm-hmm. for a significant amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of this is just the fan base running their mouth. But there was there was this whole story around this game about how uh, they were going to make Aho pay for his for injuring Fox and, you know, all this other garbage. And just none of that took place. What do you think? No, I mean, that's the Rangers fan base. Uh, I know so, I know most fans are like that, but it, it seemed like a good chunk of fans. Uh, on social media, we're definitely targeting Aho and, you know, saying some things that shouldn't be said or wished upon any player. But yeah, no pushback at all. Nobody looked like they were coming after anybody. I mean, I got saw some cross checks. That was about it. Yeah. And I didn't see any of their good players show up like Panarin. Like I, I didn't even see from my opinion, I didn't even see him take a shift. (laughs) Uh, and it's the same with Adam Fox. I think I saw him maybe twice, uh, because I was just paying attention because the Hurricanes were just dominating the entire game. Jacob Truba, you know, same thing. Unnoticeable. Yeah. I mean, the only person I noticed out there was Keandre Miller. Yeah. Good player. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, Tripp brought up something in the broadcast last night where, you know, in the first period, he thought that, um, Laviolette was double shifting Panarin in that line. Mm-hmm. And I think they, I think he said they played seven minutes in that first, or Panarin played seven minutes in that first period. And then he, he speculated that maybe, you know, Panarin was just kind of tired, maybe yeah. as the game went on. Um, that could be the case. I mean, you know, Laviolette was just, I guess, maybe trying to keep his best players on the ice, trying to jump out, you know, big divisional game. Carolina's on a, you know, heater right now. So that could have something to do with it. Um, Cause I did notice Panarin a lot in the first period. And then after that, not so much. Mm-hmm. I think they have him logging like over 22 minutes of ice time or yeah. something like that, which is, I mean, I, I expect that for their star player, but, you know, you have a bunch of other really good players on that team that, mm-hmm. you know, can handle that same workload, but, you know, just to spread it out a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I'm actually I'm actually curious now. I'm actually going to see how much time he spent uh, on the ice last night because I think that 
it's what I think it was a lot for him last night. Let me see yeah. if I can find it. 19 minutes. 19 minutes total? Yeah, 19 minutes total. Uh, Trocek played the most. He had uh, 22. Does it have a uh, breakdown by period by chance? Breakdown by period. Uh, Maybe not. I don't I, think so. Shesterkin's save percentage last night was a .778. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You love to see it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a little bit more about these Rangers fans. You know, I just, a lot of that's just social media garbage, but. I noticed after the game, sometimes, you know, I like to go read the the uh, opposing team's reaction, yeah. you know, post-game. Man, there was some stuff out there that was just ridiculous, um, mm-hmm. you know, about Ajo and about the team and complaining about offici- officiating. I don't really understand, you know. I, I know that we, we got four power plays, and I, I believe they still – they had their chances. I mean, they had – I don't know how many power plays they had, but it was at least three, if not four. So, you know – Complaining about officiating, yeah, you got burned in the first period with two power play goals, but, you know, <laughs> were they soft calls? Maybe, but we've had our share of those too, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one thing I will address, and I'm just going to say this quickly and then I'm going to move on from it, but okay. some Canes fans I think went too far post-game too. I know mm-hmm. it's the Rangers, and I know it's a big rival, and as Canes fans, we love to hate the Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. I know I hate the Rangers. Yep. But guys, some of y'all out there and some of these memes, um, and and if you if you're on Kane's X, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm not going to really go into it, but just no place for that. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about it. But yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I love seeing the memes that are that are really funny. Yeah, some uh, of them are hilarious. <laughs> just just about the team, but yeah, some of the stuff on. Uh, X was taken a little too far, and especially, and it was the same with Rangers fans too. So again, yes, it's yes, just a right. game. So there's really no need to bring the things that I'm sure everybody has seen uh, yeah. against players or uh, a team. Yeah, I, I mean, some of those burner accounts out there hilarious. Oh yeah, I, I, I enjoy some of them and just reading some of the ridiculous stuff that's out there it's funny sometimes but some of these burner accounts really are um little bit takes a little bit too far in some cases yeah. but anyway um so just to wrap this game up uh at the end of this game or well, excuse me during this game sebastian ajo extended his point streak to five games that's 13 mm-hmm. points in the last five that's three goals 10 assists Aho is just on it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just named uh, NHL first star of the week. Uh, that's our that's the the Canes first star Canes first first star of the week since 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good for him, man. Aho is just on a tear, and I hope it I hope it c- continues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Andrei Svechnikov extended his point streak to five games quietly. Because Ajo's been on such a tear, it's kind of over overshadowed Svetches, mm-hmm. right? But did you know in all five games that he's been on this point streak, they have been multiple points. So for five straight games, Svetch has at least two points a game, including his hat trick at Montreal uh, versus Montreal. Yeah, I think ever since that happened, he's he's a totally different person now. He's a Svetch that we know. So he he's definitely gotten so much better, and yeah, Aho, like you said, I didn't know it was that long to have a first star of the first star of the week be all the way from 2017 was the last time it happened for us, and yeah. I assume it was probably Eric Stahl. Um, um, you know, I, I I read it. I don't remember who it was. Actually, no, actually, it's not Eric Stahl because we traded him way before. It may be Jordan. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look it up and put it in the show notes. But I yeah. do know I do know it was since 2017 was the last time we've had a first star of the week. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, uh, you know, and we'll take a break here and just talk about this. But Sebastian Ajo and Andrei Svechnikov, you know, 
they've never really played on the line together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've they've been on the same power play here here and there, and so on and so forth, but never really have been line mates because they've just it's just never worked like you know you'd think it would. You know, historically, they just mm-hmm. never were able to put together any kind of chemistry beyond just being on the ice together. I mean, and and what we're seeing now is chemistry developing as line mates. That SAT line is here, and it's working. Yeah. And I think Rod needs to stick with it. My mm-hmm. concern, my, my worry, though, is that at first sign of a downfall or one bad game or whatever, he's going to move on from it. And I think that Rod just needs to stick with this line, let them build chemistry, let them go through their ups and downs, because we're seeing right now what it can be at its best. Mm-hmm. And that's carrying over into all facets of the game, mm-hmm. defensively, the power play. I think I think Svech and Ajo's chemistry is bleeding into the power play, the penalty kill. The, they're both just so dialed in and on top of their game right now that it's bleeding throughout the team. And um, stay with it. Just like mm-hmm. just like we talked about in our new re- New Year's resolutions that you called out for mine, double mm-hmm. I, mine was double down on what you've got going on. Mm-hmm. What you're doing right now, double down and stick with it because mm-hmm. it's working. Mm-hmm. I, what what I've noticed is when Sveshnikov played on that line with Kokaniemi and Natchez, it was mostly Natchez getting the points, and yep. you know KK got off to a hot start and played very well. And, you know, Svech came in a little bit later. And once Svech started uh, playing, he looked a little bit slower. But once he got put with Ajo and the SAT line got back together, they have just clicked. Taravainen has been very quiet. But Svechnikov and Ajo, you do not separate that pair. That That is your top line is Svechnikov and Ajo. Maybe bring up Natchez. Uh, and we'll talk about another guy who I think deserves a lot more time on the ice and Michael Bunting, but Svechnikov and Ajo don't separate, don't separate that. And I guess keep Tara Vine in there too, because the SAT line, I mean, it's working. So, well, I yeah. think Tara Vinen's a good defensive presence on that line too. Really? You know, I think that, I think that him being there allows Svech and Ajo to be a little, take a little more risk offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know you you know Tara Vinen is is a great defender, um, mm-hmm. and I think he's done a good job. So you know, and then we we know that there's chemistry between Aho and Tara Vinen, mm-hmm. um, and you know Tara Vinen's even played with Fetch on his opposite side, um, you know, quite often. So I think um, I just think that that's it. Like that's got to be your top line. If they have a bad game, stick with it because. Uh, we're seeing Even if what? you move Tara Vinen, I mean, that's fine. Just don't separate Svechnikov and Ajo. Right, right. I agree. I agree. Uh, but I, I just think that I think Tara Vinen complements those two um, mm-hmm. really well. Really well, right. Uh, something else. Somebody else that's really kind of stood out to me, too, is Brady Shea. Um, okay. Like we talked about, he had three assists in this game. Uh, brought him to 24 points on the season. Six goals, 18 assists. Uh, he's kind of quietly having a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's been Carolina's most consistent defenseman. You know, he's not always flashy or, um, you know, shut down guy, but he's really good in in all aspects. I mean, he's just solid in – really anywhere you look he's a good defender he's got tons of offensive upside he had his mm-hmm. best offensive production last season and he's proven right now that it's not a fluke mm-hmm. um you know i think this is him and uh we need to sign this guy like he is the one you bring back in my opinion mm-hmm. uh, if you can get a contract done with brady shea i think he's very much part of this core mm-hmm. A lot of the defensemen have been playing better. Uh, Brent yeah. Burns got a slow start to the year, and he's starting to really get back to his game, and he's been playing really well. Orloff has looked so much better with Chatfield. I wish he would shoot the puck more, but 
their chemistry is really starting to click because they look solid every time they're on the ice. Uh, and yeah, Brady Shea is definitely somebody you keep. And obviously Jalen Chatfield, when he hits a free agency or if you sign him before, but yeah, I, I would keep Brady Shea and, um, and Jalen Chatfield. It, it just comes to the yeah. thing where Brett Pesci is probably not going to be here. No. So who are you putting in for with Brady Shea? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what that looks like. That's that's. A, I mean, you could put, you could put Chatfield there mm-hmm. next season. I mean, I know you don't think he's a top four guy, but I do. Okay, uh, I think Jalen Chatfield's, <laughs> he's top four all day, and I think he's about to get a nice paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope it's with Carolina, man. I, I I'm, I want that guy to be a hurricane because he is. You just look at his trajectory in the past three seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, when mm-hmm. he played that, that two seasons ago when he played here part-time, uh, it was a call-up from the AHL. He, he was noticeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, went back to Chicago, won the Calder Cup with that team. Then he came up last year, and we, you know, I thought, I remember thinking coming into that season, like, Chatty's going to be a full-time NHLer next year. Like, there's just no way that he can't, like, he's not. And then he did, and he he played uh, exceeded expectations, and and this year just again he's proven that he's not a fluke. I think that um, I think he's got a spot in this top four moving forward if he if he so chooses. Yeah, so let me. That's just me, that's just me. Let me talk about uh, besides defenseman. Let me talk about a guy who definitely needs more playing time. Is Michael Bunting? Michael Bunting has been on a tear recently. So yeah. noticeable, plays so well, scrappy. And he's been racking up points, uh, but last game he only had 11 minutes. And he's been scoring. So I, I don't understand what the deal is with Michael Bunting. I think he should be on the second line if I were to you know, choose. I definitely think that uh, it should be Bunting, KK, and Natchez. Um, and I honestly, I really like the uh, Martinuk, uh, Stahl and Faust line. I mean, Stahl and uh, Jarvis. Jarvis line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really like that a lot. So I don't think you should change that and, you know, have Lemieux and Drury and um, who else is another winger that we have? Well, uh, Lemieux, Drury, and oh, not Faust. Is it Faust if he come, when he comes back? Yeah. Who's playing on? Well, you, so you had, you had, you had um, Natchez down there at certain certain times. You've had Tara Vine down there at certain times. Um, so you have the SAT you, line. Then you have, then you would put Bunting, KK, and Natchez. Then it would be Martin, Jarvis, and Stahl. Stahl. And then it would be um, Lemieux, Drury, and Faust. I feel like I'm missing one. No, Nason. That's who it was. Yeah, Nason. yeah Steph Nason. Steph yeah, Nason. yeah, yeah. So probably Scratch Lemieux. Dude, how uh, could you forget Lemieux Steph again. Nason? I don't know. I was. <laughs> I knew I was missing somebody. So yeah, I Bunting needs to play more. Well, you want me to tell you what I think? What do you think? And I'm I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself here, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway since we're on the topic. Okay. I don't think <clears throat> I don't think you need to move Bunting off of Drury's line. You know what I think? Give him more I think time. that I think that line needs to have more minutes. I think that's your second line, AB. Wow. Okay. Drury and and I was going to get to this, but Jack Drury, I apologize. I am so Me sorry, too. Jack. You I wasn't were, familiar you, with your game. Uh, <laughs> oops. I mean, <laughs> this guy. Like, I mean, we we were saying what a month, month and a half, two months ago. I'm over the Jack Drury experiment. Well, let me tell you something. I am fully on board with the Jack Drury experiment. It's not an experiment anymore. It's a proven flipping success story. So mm. uh, yeah. I can't wait to grade this guy during our midseason grades coming up where I expect his grade to shoot way up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be honest with you, at this point, at the way these guys are playing right now, if we were to take a current snapshot of this team uh, – and we brought in another second line center or another center, I mean, or whatever, wherever you want to play him. Don't say I think that. KK is my scratch. I mean, <sighs> right now, 
right now, do I expect KK to 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 figure it out? Yeah. Um, I expect KK to get out of his slump and and you know start scoring again and all that good stuff. But right now, Drury's got to be in your lineup because uh, he's he's playing well. So I think I think you leave Bunting with Drury because I like their game together. Him, Bunting, and Nason have been producing night in, night out. All three of them. Some of us on power play, but um, man, it's a it's it's a good line. Yeah. 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 I agree. Nason and Drury, they're on the second unit together on the power play and their chemistry is very good because yeah. it's either Drury passing it to Nason in front of the net or it's Nason passing it to Drury in front of the net. And last it night leads to a goal. And yeah, I, like you said, Nason I was had exact, the primary assist. Yeah. Last this. Yeah. Like you said, but like, I'll eat my words. I was a Jack Drury hater, but the way he's playing now, like I'll eat my words. I'll take it on the chin. Yeah. This guy is really proving himself right now, especially in a contract year at this young of an age. And he had a really good night last night against his uncle. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, his uncle was watching. Good. So that's uh, just a little salt in the wound there. Yeah. Jur- Jury just throwing L's up to the up to the uh, GM. GM suite up there. Yeah, that was awesome. I wonder um, what you would do as an uncle if watching your it's the opposing team and then you're like yeah and then you're like oh no yeah I don't know it's just he's ha- he's having a conversation with himself in his mind I guess because uh, that should show should have picked him <laughs> yeah well I don't know anyway um but just real quick also on bunting before we move on I noticed last night and I know some other people did too because I saw a post on X about it but. Did you see his reaction after his goal when they went, you know? Yeah, I saw uh, that. He buried that goal around Shesterkin, and then he kind of like, I don't know, he didn't celebrate. He didn't smile. He just kind of like skated over to the side. His teammates came up to like, you know, hug him or whatever and do their little thing, goal, goal hugs or whatever. And he kind of just like, I don't know, like shrugged him off and like skated off. Um, You know, Drury was there and smiling and then, you know, somebody else came up. I don't know who it was, but he just he didn't like embrace them. He just kind of left. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if that was like, you know, hey, it's six one. You know, just add a little more padding. It's not a big goal, whatever. Let me just stay humble and and go on here. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I think that's probably what it was. I mean, maybe, but it just, I don't know. Well, he had those so, trade talks going around when we were looking for a goalie. We don't need one now. Yeah, but I don't. He was involved. I don't know if that was Carolina shopping him or if that was teams asking about him. Uh, I think it was a little bit of both from what I've heard. I don't think I have not. I don't think Carolina's shopping him. I know that Pittsburgh asked about him. Right. And they probably were saying, like, hey, if you give us this, this, and this, we may give you Tristan Jari. Or, I don't want Tristan Jari. Yeah, well, you know, that's just Kyle uh, Dubas, you know, trying to see what's out there. So, yeah, I, I, honest, yeah. I honestly think, you know, I think also that, you know, he deserves more playing time, maybe a little bit of frustration with playing time. But I also think it was a 6-1 to one game. There's really nothing to celebrate about. So, because, I mean, you're just – I mean, you're not jumping up and down like it's the tying well, goal or the first goal of the game. Well, right, but like, like at that. least at least give Lemieux credit for that flipping sweet pass. I think he gave him a, a like a fist bump. Did uh, he? Yeah, I think he did because I saw him come over Lemieux come over to him and Lemieux like grabbed him and then it was like a little fist bump and then he skated. Did he do like the whole fist bump thing when he uh, went through the people on the bench? You know, I don't know. I don't think the camera caught that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't look too far into it. What I would look into is definitely giving him more minutes. What do you think? Yeah, give him more minutes. Give that whole line more minutes. No, I'm talking about what happened with Bunting. The oh, reaction. I don't know. That's why I was asking. Like, I don't. I don't really know. Like, I, I could see both sides. Like, I could see him being like, you know. Six one. Like, do we really need to, Celebrate, you know, rub salt yeah. in the, you know, let's let's be grown men and just, you know, <laughs> whatever. Like, I get that, but 
I could also see kind of like see what happens team when you put me in here and give me a chance, see what yeah. I can do, you know, when I can play and blah, blah, you know, I can see both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. That's why I want to get your take on it. He's on um, the first unit, isn't he for the power play? Yeah. 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 He is. Well, I mean, the first power play unit was scoring pretty quickly. So maybe that both diminishes minutes good. a little bit. I'm actually curious to see what his minutes have been the past couple of games. I'm going to look at I think that he's right only now. averaging like 12 minutes. I think it was, uh, I think it was a little bit more, um, a couple of games ago. Let me see. I don't know, but he needs, he needs to play more. He's, uh, yeah. So, uh, in Toronto, he only got 13. Uh, last night he got 11 Montreal. He got 12 Nashville. He got 17 Islanders. He got 13 and, um, in Philly, he got 14, but the past five games, he's had two goals and two assists in five games at that low of ice time. Like, yep. I don't like, what's the problem? I don't understand. Like, I don't know either. Play him, Rod. more minutes, probably 16. He, 16 yeah. minutes a game. He does. And I mean, maybe some of that's, you know, the fact that he's been on the fourth line. But, man, like I said, that line needs to play more, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's hard to complain, A.B., because the team is playing. It's winning right now, yeah. They are. So it's it's hard to sit here and complain about it. But, um, but hey, I, I, I've got a ton more I want to get into before we're done. But before we do that, Let's take a break and uh, hear from our sponsors. You're listening to Kaniac Sessions. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. We're back. We are back. Glad to be back. Yep. All right. So that was a word from DraftKings, like we talked about earlier. Partake, download it, use that code. Also, use Geek. Yep. Sports betting is getting ready to come to. Uh, actually, I think sports betting in Carolina should take into effect in late January. I, I, yeah, I think it does too. I don't know the exact date. I don't yeah, know why January. Why. I don't know why January fourth sticks out to me. I don't know, but it's even a better reason to download it. <laughs> Definitely. Excuse me. Um, did you see that the uh, the Canes bought Backyard Bistro today? Yes, I did. I heard a bunch of rumors about it because there have been talks to make it like a sports uh, betting kind of place, but I don't know. it. I mean, it's always been a part of the Hurricanes for so many years with uh, – uh Kane's uh Kane's corner. Kane's corner, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean I can understand it from that standpoint, and it's right beside PNC Arena. Uh so a little extra revenue. Um yeah. So I, I honestly think though there may be something a little bit more to that than just buying the restaurant. Yeah, there might be. I know that they kept the chef. Um they're gonna continue hosting Kane's corner 
I know um, part of the the bill uh, for North Carolina sports gambling says that uh, or arenas or a sport book within a certain distance from an arena mm-hmm. is is authorized. So whatever that distance is between PNC Arena and Backyard Bistro falls within that distance requirement. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, so um, you know, maybe it's maybe that's maybe that's where the sport book is. Maybe it's going to be a restaurant slash sport book. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, all right, AB. January I want to talk 8th, about January eighth. That's when January, sports gambling takes. Yeah, sports betting is legal online and at retail locations. Online sports betting is not yet available in the state, and bettors will have to wait until at least January eighth, twenty twenty four. For online sports books to launch. So, yeah, yeah, uh, online sports betting is now, wait, it says it's now legal in North Carolina after he signed the sports betting in June. This was eight days ago. So, yeah, it may already be legal. I don't know. I'm going to have to research this. Yeah. Check check our X account here within the next uh, 48 hours, and we will post uh, what we find out. Yeah, we'll post an update about it, but check it out. All right, AB, let's uh let's talk about a few more things. Okay. I want to talk about the division, the Metro division. Yeah. After last night, Carolina is firmly planted in second place in the Metro. That's mm-hmm. on points and points percentage. Mm-hmm. Carolina currently sits at 46 points, five behind the Rangers. Uh, but the Rangers do have two games at hand. That's good for a 0. 0.605 points percentage which is also good for second place. Um, but the thing is about this division right now is Carolina's kind of played a, played a game or two more than, than all the other teams in the division, except for maybe like Columbus, I think. But all the teams around us have games in hand, so it's very important for Carolina to continue winning or they could find themselves slipping right back down in the standings. Mm-hmm. A.B., there's only six points that separate Carolina in second place and Pittsburgh in seventh, who has 40 points. So it's mm-hmm. a very close race at this point. Uh, and, but you know, the key is keep winning. Yeah. Teams are going to start pulling away here uh, right now. And especially after the all-star break, but it's definitely nice that be two points ahead of the Islanders who have played really well this year and the Flyers who have played really well this year. So. Yeah, we're yeah two points in front and three points in front of Philly and four in front of Washington and we're gaining on New York, so we're I think six points behind them now. Wait, five, five. There you go, five. Yeah. So five. if we get a win against Washington in Washington, that'll be a huge. That'll be a huge win. Yeah, and currently at recording right now, it's uh, what is this? This Thursday night, Wednesday. Wait, what is it? Yeah, it's Wednesday night. Wednesday night the third. Yeah. Um, currently, the Devils are on top of the Caps four three at the second remission. So, um, really, I mean, in either of those teams, losing is fine. You just don't want to go to overtime. You know, you you only want a two point game, not a three. So that's right. We'll see what comes of that, but you know, I think the fact that Carolina owns the second place position right now. Um. Really, and I'm gonna I'm gonna brag on myself a little bit here, AB. Okay. But a couple sessions ago, when I gave that little spill about it's gonna be okay, mm-hmm. you know, it was perfect timing because <laughs> I don't think we've lost since. So, um, yeah, the last time we recorded was before the uh no Vegas game. Flat, the so Vegas we lose, game. We did lose the Islanders. Yeah, That's but right. still. Yeah, I, I mean. Their climb back to the top of the Metro, well, not the top, but toward the top of the Metro, can really be summed up by a couple things, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Special teams and goaltending. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, I feel like as Canes fans over the years, all we've talked about is wish the power play could be better. Wish the power play could be better. We have a great power play right now. It's, you know. Will it, will it be, you know, will it sustain, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's fun to watch right now. And, and, you know, one of the concerns about this team that we've talked about for, for months now 
is goaltending and, and what do we do at goaltending? And but AB Kachekov is everything you can ask him to be, plus more. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just is. Ever since you know he's gotten consistent starts, he's been the guy, he's taken and run with it. And this is really kind of similar to the same run he went on last year at the beginning of the year when we went on that long win streak. So I feel like, you know, the turnaround has, you know, you really contributed to or attributed to special teams and goaltending. Yeah. I Kachetkov has emerged as our starter. Uh, yeah. With yeah. Freddie Anderson being down, he has really stepped up to the plate. Mm-hmm. Auntie Ranta is definitely not our starter because Kochekov has the hot hand and uh, Trip was talking about it last night. His glove has been spectacular. Yeah. And just the way he's positioning himself, you know, he's being clever with his rebounds. He, he's playing great with his stick when it's in his hands. Um, and, <laughs> you know, he's he's positioning himself right. You know, he's doesn't even look like he's 24 he looks like he's a veteran and you know, that's all you can ask for, especially a guy that young and a guy who's going to be around for three more years and hopefully longer than that. And the power mm-hmm. play, that was one thing that needed to be addressed coming into the off season. And this path, they have the lines figured out and putting Drury on the second line is definitely what needs to continue to happen. I don't know if Kokaniemi's on the uh, power play unit anymore. I think he is. He hasn't been recently, no. And I know that, uh, but I just like the first unit. And they're connecting because you have Aho and Sveshnikov who have great chemistry. They're still together. You have Tara Vinen on the right on the right side. And then you also have Brent Burns. And then you also have Michael Bunting. Right. So that's that doesn't need to change. What I, what I do think is Brady Shea should definitely continue to be on the power play. Yeah, uh, for the second line, Jack Drury, Stefan Nason. Um, I kind of like Dmitry Orlov on the power play too, but yeah, he hasn't been playing though. Yeah, I don't know the who else is on that. Jarvis, Jarvis is another one. Jarvis, yeah. Um, and Nation, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. It's nice to see the power play is working. I think we were fifth going into the game, and now we're a lot higher probably after converting to last night. So, yeah. yeah, not a lot to complain about right now. No, not at all. So just to go through some of these stats here that will make your draw your jaw hit the ground here. Power play for the month of December and one game into January now, it's it's the it has been the second best league wide, right? Mm. For December. Mm-hmm. On the season, that you know, that that run that they've been on has brought it up to the fifth best in the league for you know on the entire season to this point mm-hmm. uh power plays operating currently season long at 27.3 percent i know That's, the rangers are first uh, i believe the devils are first right now oh league-wide league-wide oh yeah it went down last night because they were 30 percent on the power play but yeah they went over three on the power play last night yeah 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 <laughs> um the rangers are i believe third or fourth season season wide but you know, in that same stretch where we were second through December, the Rangers were first. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've been playing well in the power play too. But um, but if you look at some of these stats here, dating back to December 23rd, right before the holiday break, the Canes power play is 10 for 21 over that stretch for a whopping 47.6%. Dude, that's one, that's almost one and two. Yeah, that's I mean, very good. Just mind-boggling. They have scored multiple goals on the power play per game in eight of its last 16 games. So that's that's at least two power play goals in eight of its last 16 games and four of its last five games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That That takes the team up to 10 games this season where they have scored multiple power play goals, and that's tied with Detroit for the le- the lead in the league. Mm-hmm. Just what life is this? I mean, I don't <laughs> and to, the and to, put on the gas. And on the other side of that, the penalty kill, 
has also been on a heater and has been mm-hmm. the best in the league through the month of December. And mm-hmm. it has resurrected our penalty kills percentage where earlier in the season we were buried in the 20s. It has brought it up to ninth in the league at an 83.1%. Something Adam Gold likes to talk about on his podcast, and you hear it throughout the, the league, is you look at the combined special teams percentage for the power play and the penalty kill, and if that combination of those numbers is above 100, it's said that your uh, your, your special teams, it's, it's basically an indicator of success, right? So you take the penalty mm-hmm. kill percentage and the power play percentage, you add them together. If it's above 100, that's supposed to equal, you know, a successful special teams package, right? Mm-hmm. Anything above 110 is elite, mm. right? So the Carolina Hurricanes combined special teams right now is 110.4. Damn. E- I mean, wow. E- freaking elite. AB, elite. Numbers speak I, for themselves. I just I just hope they can sustain. Yeah. I mean, I know Especially. it's going to fall off at some point. Well, right now, especially, all I care about right now is winning games, and especially in the Metropolitan Division. That's that's the big thing for me. Yeah. So, yeah, all the stats that you just said, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, so let's keep adding on to the stats. So Yeah, I agree. Um, but just to kind of go back to, to Kachekov, I know you and Brandon talked in length about him. Mm-hmm. Um in in you know session 22 but i wasn't here for it just to kind of rattle off some stats here and to kind of put paint the picture of you know his trajectory over the last you know month or so mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me he's um so he's currently today 10 7 and 3 on the season it's good for a 2.53 goals against mm-hmm. and a 0.904 save percentage uh, just a few weeks back when we were all running around panicking with our head on fire, you know, he was four, six, and one with a 3.12 goals against an 873 save percentage. Mm-hmm. So what a run he's been on in the last month or so. Um, he's brought those numbers up to solid, I mean, pretty respectable numbers. I mean, nothing, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's like his season numbers aren't excellent, mm-hmm. but he's brought them up to a respectable amount. But if we look at his last nine starts mm-hmm. in his last nine starts. He's six, one and two with a nine thirty four save percentage and a 1.86 goals against. Wow. That's also 4.38 saves above expected. That AB is elite. <laughs> e freaking elite. Yeah, right. that's so awesome to to see how much he's turned it around. He's definitely the hot hand, and he's definitely our starter. So, yeah, I mean, everybody loves Kochekov. Just think about what if he'd not have allowed those two late goals at the end of the Vegas game, and what if that whatever that goal they they called that goal in Toronto, the one that he gloved. Oh my gosh! Yeah. They kind of they said cross the line. I don't know how they saw that, but I don't know. You couldn't really see it, but that that definitely was save of the year candidate. Yeah, and if he would have, you know, if he would have gotten those three, or those three wouldn't have went in, his numbers would be even better. Mm-hmm. So, um, but having said all that, I I still think Carolina needs another goalie. Well, that's what I thought originally, but not anymore. They still do. No, they, they still don't. do. What? They're fine. You think Ronta's going to – what if Ronta gets hurt? Okay. Then you, oh, I thought you were talking about like a, a starter for a minute. No, I mean, I'm not saying you got to go out and get freaking – Maybe just know. sign Aaron Dell. I don't know if he's still on a PTO. You might as well just go back and try to talk Yaro Halak to come, in, to come in back and sign him. I don't think he's coming back. I think that bridge uh, is – Yeah, he's not. Yeah. I think that yeah. ship has been sailed. I agree. Scott Darling is available. Okay, you know what? <laughs> oh, man, that was a disaster. I thought we were supposed uh, to be serious on this pod. No, we can have a little fun sometimes. Oh, what, you were being serious? I was being serious. Okay. 
No, you weren't. I, yeah, no, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who we would bring in though. Maybe bring in like a Jake Allen or you know. I mean, I it, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, I don't know. It, I don't know. I think we need to find out more about Ronta before we make a splash. You mm-hmm. know, Ronta's going to play here this weekend. He's Who's either he, going to play uh, St. Louis got, or Washington. Yeah, we got a back-to-back Friday, Saturday. So he's either going to play in Washington or he's going to play St. Louis. My, you know, my choice would be for him to play at home um, against Saturday. St. Louis. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think that's smart. And then put Kachetkov in that against Washington at Capital One Arena Friday night. So yeah, that would be my I wouldn't preference. keep I wouldn't keep Kachetkov out for that long. I you got to keep you got to keep giving him reps. So yeah. yeah, like you said, I'd want Ron to, to be in front of a home crowd instead of you know um, him playing against Washington in a big deal uh, right. Metro Division game. So my only concern is is. Is is will Kachetkov continue his current trajectory? Right, like is he going to continue playing the way he is? Um, you know, we saw him do this last year, and then he got injured, and then he was never the same. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that he never really got it back until now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, has he matured? The, you know, I will say this: he played. He played that game against the uh, was it the Islanders when he had a bad game. He let it, I think he let in five or yeah. six, whatever it was. Um, and you know, it he was able to the next the next start, he was able to put that game behind him and come out and perform well again. So that was a good sign, right? He had a one off, uh-huh. had a bad night, and he was able to, you know perform well the following night. So that was a good sign. But I just we just don't know yet if he can sustain. I mean, we just don't mm-hmm. know. We haven't seen enough of him to 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 be able to say we know Kachetkov is going to continue playing like he is cuz we just don't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in a perfect world, he would take he would continue on this tear, he would take us through the rest of the season and then perform like this in the playoffs and totally lock it down, but you know, we just don't know. So that's why I still think that you need a goalie. Um, it would be nice to have a one A one B, but you know we'll 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 see. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. All right, AB, a couple more things, and then we will wrap it up for tonight. Uh, so today is Wednesday, January third. At recording tomorrow, January fourth, and probably could even be this has been released, and you're listening to this after, but. The first 32 all-star selections are going to be announced tomorrow. It's going to be one from each team. Uh, Then an additional 12 will be selected by the fans, you know, allegedly, Um, (laughs) which basically means the NHL is going to put whoever they want in there. Correct. But uh, who's the Canes rep at this point? Ajo. Yeah. I mean, he's got the most points. He's pretty much played, played a lot of games and, the yep. tear that he's on right now, I don't know why you wouldn't have him yeah, I agree. Uh, be your all-star. Yeah, I fully expect him to announce Ajo as an all-star tomorrow. Um, what happens if we had, you know, for some God's green earth, who would you put second? Yeah, I mean... Svetch hasn't played enough games. Well, yeah, but he's still he's still a point-per-game player right now. I'd say maybe Jarvis. Possibly, but... Or Brady Shea. Yes, that was going to be what I was getting ready to say. Brady Shea mm-hmm. could be an option. Um, but you're going to have to... Whoever this... You know, if we were to get an opportunity to second player, it would have to be a fan vote, and I'm sorry, but... We're not going to get it. We're not yeah. going to... I mean, we tried like hell last season to put Marty Natchez in. Like, this fan base spammed Twitter for like two weeks mm-hmm. and apparently it wasn't enough. I don't even think he was like top three. So who, I wonder who else was it? Probably a big quote unquote, bigger market team. Well, the Rangers ended up getting like two additional. Remember that? Yeah. that Then that's why that's why they ended up getting like two more. So they ended up with three players and, and that's, it's so unfair. The, the, the fan vote process is so unfair because 
you know, there's guys that are deserving that just don't get the votes because they play in a smaller market. I remember you know, that one year that John Scott got oh, voted. <laughs> yeah. And he won the MVP. That was great. Yeah. A couple years ago, we had to. We had Freddie Anderson and Sebastian Ajo, but. Um, yeah, that's right. Freddie was. I don't, think, I don't know if it was a fan vote then. Now it's going to be a draft for picking uh, teams. Well, right, but the players will already be there. They'll just have a – they'll draft the players from – it won't be East versus West. But I wonder what it's going to be then. I think it's just going to be uh, – McDavid's going to be I a captain. Just, I think it's going to be 44 players to select from and two captains are going to, or two, yeah, two captains are going to pick their team based upon those 44 players. Yeah. And we know that Ajo probably is not going to be picked until like 20th okay. something, that's okay. but that's all right. That's as long as he's a part of the winning team. That's fine. That's all right. That's that'll be interesting to see though, the yep. how the draft works. Yeah. So anyway, I agree with you. I think Ajo's the guy. And uh, mm-hmm. he'll be the only one. But anyway, after so for the rest of the month of January, so we, we're away at Washington Friday the fifth of January. Mm-hmm. That's a must win, AB. Yep. Gotta win that game. Gotta put Washington away in regulation. And then Carolina will come home. And finish January off, like we said earlier, with eight of the next nine games being home. Wow. And they're gonna they're gonna throw in a quick trip to Boston on the 24th of January. But that's St. Louis, Anaheim, Pittsburgh, the Kings on Hall of Fame night. Just Detroit. Wins. Yep. Detroit, Minnesota, New Jersey, and Arizona. Um, that New Jersey then, game will be fun. Oh, I can't wait. So we got some uh we got some Western Conference teams coming through here. So we've got a chance to go on a run here, conti- well, continue this run, stack some points, uh, and build on this current four-game winning streak. To me, and you may disagree, but I think you need – so we've got 20 points remaining, 20 points available remaining in the month of January. I think yep. you need 16 of those. Yeah, I would yeah. say 16. I'd be fine with 15 or 14. Well, I think anything under 16 is a disappointment. Um, okay. Maybe you drop Boston on the road, or maybe you get goalied in a certain game. You know, Talbot's been hot for the Kings, or you know, oh, you have to win that game uh, in, uh, against Justin yeah. Williams. I do see the Boston one uh, going south. Boston could be a rough night. You know, Arizona's been good; they've had our number, so yeah, that could, that be, could one. be one. You never know what'll happen with New Jersey, but um, but on the other side of that, is Carolina could easily win all of these games i mean they could um but hope yeah if they were that'd be a 14 game win streak but more realistically they'll probably drop a game or two maybe three whatever we'll see but i think you know take it a game at a time first things first very important beat washington regulation friday night yep 100 percent. yeah i mean the only one i see is boston that that really stands out and maybe Arizona. Those are the two that I could probably see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Got to get the pit game. Got to get the New Jersey game. Got to get the Washington game. Got to division. Any go, Metro. Division got to. Yeah. Have to win the Metro. Yeah. All right, AB. I think we're done. Um, unless you got anything else, but why don't you, uh, why don't you let the listeners know, uh, we've got some big things coming up, don't we? Yes, we do. So, we in our next session, we are going to be joined by Sam and Sam from the Caniac Report, and I believe we're doing midseason grades, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I don't think we're doing midseason grades with them. I think we're just going to do um, talk about some, Justin Williams. Well, with Sam and Sam, we're just going to do some like uh, talk about some storylines, like. You know, we'll we'll say, um, you know, who's been the best player on the team, who's been the worst player on the team, kind of give our takes on that with those guys in our next one. And then 
we're going to do mid-season grades and a Justin Williams special on our own. That's right. So, so. if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on all social media platforms, whether it be X, Instagram, or Facebook at Kaniac Sessions. That's all one word, no spaces. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on X at AB Kaniac Session. And if you want to keep up with Griff, you can follow him on X at M underscore Griff 10. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you in session 24. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kaniac Sessions. To stay up to date on all Kane's news or to interact with Griff and AB, please follow us on X, Instagram, or Facebook at Kaniac Sessions. Let's go, Kane. Let's go, Kane.